Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 62 of the Secondary Heroes podcast. This week, we discover our hero within with a special guest. This is your host, Trevor, and joining me as usual is... Hey, guys, it's Prague. Needing a quarantine haircut? This is DeLorean Wolfgang. <laughs> and I'm Tony Kim with Hero Within. Hi, awesome. Welcome, Tony. welcome, Tony. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Yeah, I thought I thought I would come to you guys live from Comic Con since it's canceled this year. Um, it's pretty empty right now, I have to say. It's That's not sad. good for our audio listeners who can't see that you've got a Comic Con background. <laughs> no, by the way, you can watch us on YouTube now. So those of you who are listening at home can now watch the second time over on YouTube. That's Secondary <laughs> Heroes. Nice. Shout out I like to how your uh, I like how the, the Comic Con jacket is sort of phasing in and out of the time space continuum. You're it's, like you're like <laughs> melting into Comic Con. <laughs> Obviously, people who are listening can't see this, but it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, by the way, what what I am wearing is a Heroes <clears throat> Within 50th anniversary San Diego Comic Con jacket. It's like a zip yeah. up hoodie. is fantastic. And and by the way, Tony, I have gotten more compliments on this jacket than i probably have on any other piece of clothing i've ever owned all right so just love a shout that. out to you yeah and it's quality i mean the people come up to me like wow that was a really quality jacket cool so yeah we uh you know it was a it was a real honor to be able to partner with comic-con to produce that especially in such a commemorative year and mm-hmm. uh we you know we expected it to be popular but wow we just didn't we we were overwhelmed with the demand for it pre and during and even after so i was just mentioning how you know, how many months later is it? And I just got a request today if someone asking for a new uh, one's jacket. And so, yeah, it, it was a crazy experience. Yeah, they probably saw me walking around and said, hey, that's pretty neat. Let's <laughs> right. that Tony guy. So how did that collaboration uh, come to be with uh, Comic-Con? Did they come to you uh, or did you pitch yeah, it to them? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm good friends with a lot of them. And um, just they've, uh, they've sort of tracked uh, our progress um, over the years. And as I tell many people, the, the idea of, of here within it was really birthed at comic-con we launched a year later at comic-con it's grown at comic-con yeah and so it only sort of made sense that uh you know we were be a part of the 50th anniversary celebration so so the uh the, the showrunners are just they're awesome and they really want to to do what they can to create a uh or really to make that 50th anniversary as memorable as possible nice. and so yeah, we sure were so. yeah so we were grateful nice. to be able to partner with uh, with them on that so. very cool now um i know that we just kind of like jumped straight into it with the whole uh sweater that frog's wearing but would you yeah. like to tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of give us a background of who you are and who what your company's all about yeah let's rewind the tape where to start sure so I was born, uh, born. <laughs> That's not already off to right. a good start. That's right. I was born uh, uh, in Dallas, Texas. My parents immigrated ah. here before I was uh, from Korea before our, a year before I was born. So I actually grew up in, in Texas, and that's where kind of home is for me. Very nice. And I'd always, always been a big nerd fan and a geek. And, um, you know, for me, my, um, my parents were like, the the awesome but stereotypical asian parents where they're like working day and night night and day and kind of left me sort of to sort of like uh you know entertain myself and so i kind of found my sort of home and found my comfort in the arms of comic books that was sort of my thing that um i really sort of escaped into that it was really it was hard for me because i kind of grew up in a uh monoculture uh community 
And so I've always felt like I was a misfit or marginalized. Mm. I didn't belong. And so, you know, comics is what that's, you know, that's what the core of comics are all about. Like the misfits, people who are the outcasts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like Superman, you know, his story, this sort of strange visitor from another land and coming and trying to find his place here in this, in this planet, knowing that he has a voice to do something that's kind of greater than he could have ever possibly imagine. Like, his story is really the ultimate immigrant story, you know? And, and so as a young kid, like I was that, those stories really just resonated with me and really informed much of who I would become as an adult. And so, um, so really through my teen years, you know, I just, I started collecting comics and started really like um, loving of course, sci-fi movies. And I remember on the back of comic books, I would see this sort of like this ad for this mythical place called, San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. You know, they would promote it back then. They'd put ads in the comics, yes. and uh, I would, I would just be staring at. The, I would look at those those ads for just like seemingly hours, and just be like, "What is that place? Like, what is it? And what's happening there?" And never, never in my wildest dreams would I ever think that we would, I would ever be able to go. You know, yeah. you just don't, you just, especially when you when you're back decades ago, you you uh, Texas and California feels like two planets apart. You know. So uh, fast forward, um, uh, just through a sort of uh, crazy set of circumstances, I moved from uh, from that region to California. I, I kind of jumped in the uh, the uh, marketing creative realm, and um, I attended my first Comic Con back in 2006. And it was, oh, nice. was kind of crazy because I like I woke up one morning and called my buddy up and said, "Hey, you know, I've always wanted to go to that Comic Con thing. It's a, it a Saturday." Always want to go to this Comic Con thing. Let's drive down and go check it out. So, like, got in the car, drove down on a Saturday, got bought tickets at the door, and saw uh, the whole show. And you know, this back then, we tickets to the door, yeah. yeah, 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 completely different experience. Yeah. So, um, and so that 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 moment on that year was seminal for me. Like, it was really like that that sort of life altering sort of moment that really sent me on this trajectory of um, how not only how awesome, but how important pop culture would become, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so um, fast forward again in the future, um, as I was sort of contemplating a, a new future, a new opportunity, um, it just kind of sort of made sense that if we were going to launch a new company, that we would do it um, sort of in the context and in the community of, of Comic-Con itself. So uh, I could, you know, I can kind of jump into the, um, what Hero Within is and what it's all about, but but you know, in a nutshell, you know, it's, it's as I see you in the jacket and in the background. Um, uh, Comic Con is so much more to me than than just a, a, a place to nerd out. But it really is like it's a community that I love dear, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a place where um, the the future of culture is shaped. And mm-hmm. um, and honestly, it has the best fans in the world. You know, like just as we've all sort of seen and interacted and, and mingled and became friends with other Comic-Con attendees, like it really is truly the, the best place in the world to be. And so, um, so yeah, so that's kind of in a nutshell, kind of how I got here and um, how, um, you know, Comic-Con really has affected me. Oh, yeah, I think it's affected all of us uh, in, a, in a big way. I mean, a lot of, uh, I mean, the three of us really kind of met in that culture, in the Comic-Con culture. Um, that's how we started this podcast, kind of the same, same idea. 
Um, but I, one thing you didn't know um, in your childhood, was it, was it hard for you to actually get comic books? Were your parents okay with that with you, or did you kind of sneak that in? No, it was, uh, they were fine with it. Cause again, they kind of were like doing their working and busy. They weren't paying that. attention much. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But it was, you know, it was hard cause we didn't have access to it. And right. at an early age, fortunately a buddy of mine, um, we would get in our bikes and we would just, we would ride what seemingly felt like 500 miles was probably about a mile and a half. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, we'd ride to that. We would save up our money all week long. And then on comic book Wednesdays, we would go in and we had like, each of us had like 10 bucks we could spend. And, you know, back mm-hmm. then, That's a comics were like, you know, 60, 75 cents, a dollar like that. Yeah. And so um, we would, that was like the highlight of our week. And so, um, but my, my first comic books were the, when I was um, going with my mother to the grocery store and the back then they always had like the spindle the racks, spindle racks at, yeah. at the, at the grocery store, yep. you know, and 7-Elevens too. Yeah. 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 And so I got like a Captain America and a Spider-Man and, and sort of the, those early origin um, comics. And that kind of was the first comic book that, that I ever, I ever got. Yeah. I feel like they were more accessible back, back then than they are nowadays. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. back then, like I walked, I walked into 7-Eleven every week I would get a new, you know, cheap, 10 cent or 25 cent comic book and bring it home and yeah. I loved it. it didn't matter what it was either now you go to the like comic you're at book a different store. age range yeah, yeah now you go true. to the <laughs> comic book store now and if it's got a variant of any kind the comic book price jumps up to ten dollars yeah. if if yeah it's 25 sometimes so yeah yeah exactly if you're really, if you're lucky <laughs> yeah and it's really scary to think about that and there might not be any comic there might not be after this we may never see like Ooh. comics in a concentrated place um in a, in a as far as retail is concerned there'll be at cons but you know we may not see that maybe ever again I don't yeah know. i think that this has really affected a lot of small businesses and that's what comic book stores are you know yeah. your lcs is a small business um yeah. and they were already pretty much pinching pennies i think even before this happened so yeah. well and that was one yeah. of the reasons why we wanted to bring you in was i mean mm-hmm. with something like this and having comic-con being canceled and having WonderCon canceled, yeah. uh, Emerald City canceled, San Diego canceled. I mean, Con. how how yeah. is this affecting you know a small business like yourself? Yeah. Oh, it's you know it's horrible. I mean, it really is. Uh, we we are just experiencing a nightmare unfold in slow motion, and mm. it's not, it's obviously not just myself, but it's so many businesses, big and small, that are experiencing it. And um, I think what's so tough about it is that we've there's just no precedence for it like you know there's right. no the closest thing we kind of have is we talk about the recession and we also talk about 9-11 and those sort of events but it's nothing like like no. this where we where we can't even go to a movie movie theater we can't go to a comic book shop and who knows those two things may end up going away like we mentioned and so yeah. um so yeah this really is a a very difficult time for um for us for, for here within particularly our trouble started at the very beginning of this year because uh, we do a, a chunk of our manufacturing overseas in China. Right. And then in, in December, when the virus started up there, you know, I'm communicating with our people there and they're and it's like, Oh, this is something is happening. Like this is becoming a deal. And then they, um, the workforce went on uh, when they had Chinese new year. So their, so their workforce through the month of January go, they re- kind of return back to their homes for the whole month and take right. an extended break and so at that time it was really blowing up in china and so uh, at that time i thought oh this is like 
this is going to be big for us. Um, and so we, when we were supposed to get right back into manufacturing in, at the beginning of February, and they contacted us February 1 and said, we're not allowed to come back for at least a month or six weeks or so. Oh my so goodness. our whole like manufacturing, our production pipeline was kind of crippled from the very beginning, at the beginning of the year. So the, I saw the, and felt the sort of tsunami, you know, a, right a before, month earlier or before yeah. everything else sort of started to hit. And uh, they just now kind of got back into going and everything is very slow and very delayed. And um, they're still dealing with troubles, but they're making progress. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, from that point on to now, um, not really having uh, for, for here within like probably 50, 60% of our uh, sales come from those live event experiences, right. Comic Cons, trade shows, those sorts of things. And more than just the actual selling of merchandise, but it's meeting and making new fans, friends. Right. Uh, it's a lot oh, of collaboration yeah. opportunities, a lot of partnerships. All of my licenses have come from uh, comic conventions. Um, so it's just all that sort of stuff that you, you end up losing out on. And so, um, so now we're in this place where we're trying to sell online, but then, you know, most people understandably like their priority is not fashion luxury wear right. items. It's you know, it's not. toilet paper and it's rent <laughs> and it's food and all those sorts of things. Yeah. And so, so it really puts us when you, when you look at the, um, there's a lot of studies done already about the, uh, the priority or the industries that have been hurting the most. And of course, at the bottom of that is the hotel and travel industry. But then right above that is apparel. And then above that is um, restaurant industry and so on. And so, so yeah, so we're in a rock and hard place. You know, it's, it's, uh, I don't think any, anyone could have predicted it, but uh, the, uh, you know, I know that everyone is in a, in a tough spot. So, um, and some people have it worse than we do. So I, I, I'm not going to, um, you know, complain too much, but, it's 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 the most dire it's ever been and uh but at the same time the story's not yet written and there's a lot of things that could happen and um fortunately up to this point uh our fan base has been really great very supportive uh media sites like yourself and others have have been awesome too and so um again referring back to our comic-con community i think what makes it so great is that we're so connected so willing to support each other so willing to like promote and to, and, and to sort of like help each other out where we can. And so, 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 uh, you know, uh, while, while the end result might not be what I imagine or how anyone else from imagines, I'm convinced that through our connectedness and us helping each other, we'll, we'll make it through. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's great actually. And it was through connections that I actually got to know hero within. Um, I had heard hero within and your name over and over back when nerd foo was at its oh, peak yeah, yeah. and yeah. your name always came up and i remember i i had to seek your booth out and <laughs> i i felt lucky i was like okay cool i actually got to meet you uh i ended up buying a jacket for my wife uh captain marvel jacket which she cool. absolutely loves but yeah it is i mean it's a lot of it is word of mouth for a lot of these yeah. comic con vendors um, because I heard your name in a podcast, I went and seeked you out. I mean, who knows if I would have found out, I mean, I, I could have found out any other way, but yeah, it's a lot of it's word of mouth. And my heart, my heart really goes out to the artists and artists alley. You know, a lot of them really rely like 90 plus percent of their business comes from these shows. 90, yeah. And these, yeah, from these live experiences, they don't necessarily have like a real robust, like online store 
entity. And so they'd rely on these shows. And so, yes, my, my heart really breaks for, for those that are really um, the artists that are, you know, they have nowhere to sell. So. For sure. Yeah. We actually, yeah. we started a, a live stream every Thursday night at seven thirty on mixer, YouTube, all those where what we do is we actually do our own artist alley. We call it cool. the secondary artist alley. And we invite an artist on every week where they can sit down and just draw whatever they want, or they can take requests and stuff like that. It's just a way for us to try and get artists still out there. Because like you said, 90% of their business comes from Comic-Cons. And if they lose out on that, you know, it's, we're willing to help by putting live streams out there for them. I mean, if they're not doing it themselves, hopefully we're helping too. So, you know, it's little things like that. Audience for them. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you guys a question? Absolutely, yeah. Sure. How do you think uh, cons will change as a result of what's happened? Yeah, we did talk about this on some episodes. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, we kind of went full force, like, what if there's no cons at all? Like, the whole idea of a virtual con, or maybe some things are more virtual in that realm. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think there's going to have to be a more virtual aspect to it, like giving people the option to either buy a physical ticket or a virtual ticket, so that way... There's less people going, but more people can still, per, you know, participate. But do you think we'll get back to that place where there's, you know, like Hall H and there's 7,000 people packed into a room and all that sort of stuff? Or do you think it's going to take, like some people, we all hope, we all hope that like this time next year, it's going to be all back to normal. But do you think, think so. that even if there's a vaccine and all that, do you, do you think that the, that no, the, that, think... the age of that mega show, do you think that's? That's I think it's over. I think close, that's think? I think that's done for, which is unfortunate because one of my favorite experiences was being in Hall H for the Star for Star Wars: The Force Awakens panel. Yeah, just until you cannot compare that to anything else, you know, other than maybe like Woodstock. So, but it is. I don't know. It's heartbreaking think so. to think that we may not go back to to the half a million people taking over San Diego. I mean, the right. experience of. I mean, cosplayers, you're, I mean, I can't, right now, I barely want to go into my neighborhood and stand next to anybody, (laughs) so, I mean, do I really want to go to a place with a half a million people crammed in one place, even if there is a vaccine? So think about the, um, all the, if you go to any show, uh, one thing that's common is how the celebrities and the talent that go there to to do signings and to do photo ops and to meet fans, and like, if if I was one, if I was a celebrity, would I want to right. expose myself to that sort of close hundreds contact? of people, yeah. hundreds yeah. of yeah. people that are trying to hug you, shake your right. hand. <laughs> I mean, yeah. try then, to touch you in any which way. I'm yeah. I mean, celebrities. Yeah, absolutely. They don't right. want to get sick. They'll lose that big paycheck. No way. Yeah. That's their career. It'll be like a big zoo you know where there's like glass and you, oh know, my God. Like, you, just, <laughs> oh my God. you just see them inside uh no no uh, no banging on the glasser <laughs> yeah. please do not feed the celebrities yes, don't feed celebrities. do not stick your fingers in the cage chris pine bites yeah but you know i was at uh c2e2 in february is our last show and oh, right. that was, was still on oh, okay yeah so that was the last show that was, that was going on, and we were all very aware of what was happening in Seattle. That's what everyone was talking about. Attendance was lower. People were not, mm-hmm. um, no one shaking hands, all fist bumps. I remember that, um, yes. Just a few face masks, but for the most part, people were just like, I don't know how, like, let's just, 
fist bump. I don't know how concerned we should be. Right. And everyone's talking about if if um, if if Seattle, if Emerald City was going to happen because it was like ten days later. But it was it was very surreal because all those people and you're at a show and like no one is hugging, no one's touching That's each so other. Weird, Every, right? You know, it was it was again at, at the most it was just fist bumps. But but I'm like, wow, maybe is that going to will that be what it'll be like in the future? Like, is the age of like handshakes? Is it gone? I mean, is, is this well? Is it bro hugs? Sure. Is it gone? Is like right? Yeah. I yeah, I don't know. Oh my god, yeah. Are we all gonna wear gloves forever? Is that gonna be a yeah. no, fashion I statement? Mean, <laughs> once I think there's a vaccine, people are gonna go because the idea is I like the Disneyland comparison. People absolutely love Disney, and it's going to be open, and people are pining to go to Disneyland, and so there's gonna be fear, I think, throughout 2021. But I think by 2022, if you don't get a vaccine, you'll kind of be shunned in society. Yeah, and oh, yeah. It just seems like people forget. They move on from things as a society. Horrible things happen, and we always seem to move on and forget yeah. how horrible that was. <laughs> That's kind of optimistic in a weird way, I guess. <laughs> I like it. We tend to forget the horrible things. And... But, you know, for one thing that we're sort of wrestling through for Here Within is, is um, you know, for us at our uh, our. our a value that we have at a show is the in booth experience. And so mm-hmm. we don't have like a table and you reach across and we, you give money, we hand you something like our booth right. is fully open. You come in, there's high touch and interaction with our, with our staff. And then you're trying on clothes and the thought of all like, like people might not want to be in a place where they're trying on clothes other, that other yeah. people have tried on, you know, I was and, actually going to ask and, if that was yeah. something that you were worried about. Cause yeah, last time yeah, I went to your booth, I put on a Peter Quill jacket and man, yeah. did I look good in that thing. <laughs> uh, and the fact that I wouldn't be able to try that, that, I mean, who knew that maroon would look good on me if I'm looking at it on the shelves, I have yeah. to put that right. on to know, <laughs> damn, this looks good. <laughs> but you know, that's all the things that we're talking mm. through. Uh, whenever we get back, hopefully back to the show is like, you know, will we be able to return back to quote unquote normal or is it the different way we have to do it? Yeah. Are they going to have to like spray down stuff all the yeah. time like they do with airlines right now? Like yeah. fog everything with. It's just because we have April eyes <laughs> yeah. right now. Everything's unknown right now. A year yeah. out, we're going to know every single aspect of transmission and how the <clears throat> virus works. And right now we're scared because we have no idea. Yeah, so that's why it's unknown, so tough right. to speculate. Yeah. Well, here, let's switch gears just a little yeah, bit yeah. here. So something this more lighthearted. Depressing let's go stuff, a little bit man. lighthearted. Uh, Tony, how about you tell us, like, maybe one or two of, like, your favorite moments from Comic-Con that really meant a lot to you? Oh, but man. Either, either for yourself personally or for <clears throat> uh, Hero Within. Um, oh, gosh. Um, well, I, I, one memory that is, that is, uh, is a little bit unusual, um, not, not a typical experience, is that I've done some, uh, I get an opportunity to do some, um, um, to work with some of the, uh, the talent that comes into the shows, Comic-Con, sometimes okay. Comic-Con, but, but for different comic conventions. And, you know, I'll do some like moderating panels and I'll do some like um, uh, interviews and that, that sort of stuff. And so, um, but uh, a few years back, uh, I was able to, I was assigned to um, escort, uh, welcome in and escort for the entire day, Conan O'Brien. Oh, oh my goodness. So it, it was his first Comic-Con, which led into, you know, now he's like a, he's like, he's 
big it's thing. Everywhere, yeah. Every year, yeah, every year he does his big show there. Right. And so his first year there of just basically like trying to figure out what is a Comic Con. Huh. Um, I was basically his handler for the day and just sort of like took him from his booth to the um, his panel to the floor to out and about. And um, uh, I don't say that to, to brag or anything. The, the reason why I bring it up is that, you know, I, I, I've been fortunate that I've had a chance to work with a lot of different talent over the years. Um, and, you know, many of them are fine. Um, some of them are real jerks. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. but, but, uh, you know, just people who are sort of oblivious of the, the people around them that do their, that help them do their job. Mm. Um, but Conan was the kindest person I've ever had to work with. Like, so good to know. Um, so yeah, like, you know, he is like a celebrity among celebrities. Whenever he walked into, we're going through the back halls and going to the green rooms. And whenever he enters a place, all the celebrities turn and gawk. Like they all, they all line up and they want to talk to him. And he's also um, 10 he, feet tall. So yeah, yeah. Be part of yeah. <laughs> but when, when he is working, we're going through, when, I spent a day with him and he's going through those, those crowds and the back rooms and the green rooms, like the, the amount of eyeballs focused on him at all times was nothing but exhausting. Like I could not huh. imagine that level of attention, like all the, all the time. Wow. Yeah. But he handled it just like a, so graceful, so much like a pro. And, you know, even at the, at the, um, you, you know, collaborating, asking people's opinions, talking to people like they're regular humans. And at the, I remember at the end of the day, like he stopped before he left, he went through and just thanked every person individually, hugged them, shook their hands that, that helped them in any way myself others you know just like very attentive and um, you know that just that spoke to me ab about how like how important it is to um to be grateful and to be thankful and to yes. have a personal connection with anyone big or small or not small is art word but big or um I'm behind small, the scenes so it's okay yeah <laughs> behind the scenes how about <laughs> there that? you go yeah <laughs> uh, but um I, you know just so impressed by that and I, that has always stuck with me i've been fortunate to like meet a lot of different people but like that really stuck out to me of like, wow, like it doesn't matter who you become, like be a kind person. Yeah, I, I agree. I, whenever I'm at Comic-Con, like you, you, you run into celebrity, you can't help but yeah. physically run into a celebrity and like, it'll make a difference if they were ni nice to you or not. It yeah. goes a long way. You'll remember that. Like yeah. I remember when so-and-so ran into me and didn't say anything. Just yeah. kept going. <laughs> Seth Green, um, I'm looking at the, you. Probably <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> sorry. Yeah. You, you mentioned, um, a memory for here within, you know, last year, I think one of the things that really was, um, I, when I, years ago, when here within was first launching, we were at a, a WonderCon um, at a booth that was like a booth that we kind of envisioned, oh, we'd like to maybe have a booth like that someday. This is before the company had really started. And so we were just kind of dreaming like, oh, wow, like, it'd be cool to have a booth at Comic-Con someday and to be able to sell something. Um, and I remember just dreaming, like, it would be, like, s such an impossible dream if, if, we, if I can make something that people would want to, like, I don't know, like, maybe wait in line for or, mm. you know, like, stay out all night to try to get, you right. know, like, it just seemed like it was impossible, you know. And so fast forward to last year, um, and, you know, there was, and sadly, I don't, I'm not happy about it, but it was just so um crazy how many people were like not just staying in line but like sleeping out overnight to get the jacket that you're wearing you know Whew. 
And um, uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. And then as soon as the the floors opened, it was just mad rush and just at our booth, boom, instantly there was just lines mm. and lines of people. They had to like did the staff had to like queue up a line and a whole separate part of the, the convention center to get them over to our booth. It was crazy. And and we but the coolest memory that we had was that we um we were all uh the end of a long day everyone was exhausted um my room uh with it was myself and some staff we were all going to bed it was 1 a.m exhausted going to bed mm-hmm. and i'm and i'm reading on twitter um and someone posted how they were um uh staying out all night to get the dang hoodie and um they were they posted a picture of themselves in line and so i kind of read that to whoever was still awake in the room and another, another member of the staff was like, hey, we should go find that person and go just give them a jacket so they can oh go, go back to bed. And That's so, awesome. yeah, yeah. And everyone was so excited. And I was like, you're freaking kidding me. Like, are you, are you an idiot? I'm going to bed. No, no. <laughs> no I was like, I, but I, you know, I told him, That's a great idea. Like, let's, you know, let's do it. So we called up our other um, staff who are at the um, other, they, we had three hotels that everyone's in. And everyone was like, everyone was in bed. They were like, I can't, die. I don't want to miss that. I don't want to miss that. So everyone like got dressed. No way. And awesome. all met, we all met. And we just basically went as a big hunt. It took us forever to find this person. And um, we kind of triangulated from the photo and just found where that person was. And they were under a, uh, a blanket. And I just was like calling their name out in the <laughs> sea of people. And they just sort of popped, you know, like, popped what? their head up. It's like, what's going on? And then, you know, so basically we just, we gave it to her and she was so happy. And, and that was probably like the best moment that we've, you know, I've experienced here recently of just like um, to be able to, uh, I, you know, I've done time in Hall H line. I've slept yeah. out overnight. I've done, my, I've done my hours. And so um, I know how hard that is. So to be able to like gift someone for, as a reward for that was um, very like rewarding for our team. Oh, that's great. And you must have really yeah. felt like you arrived that year, last year as well. Because it's, yeah. I mean, your name was everywhere. Everyone knew who you were, and you were wearing your jackets everywhere. It was a big deal for you. Thank you. Quite well, it, was, it was kind of hard to wear those jackets in July in San Diego when it's <laughs> 100 degrees outside. But, yeah. <laughs> man, they do look good. <laughs> no, they do look good. <laughs> it gets cold. It gets cold up here in, in Oakland. We have fog. Oh, it, it gets you know? cold down uh, here, too, but not during Comic-Con. That's the only downside. Yeah. But I, man, it is a sharp looking jacket. Sharp design. So what, what made you, I know I was reading uh, your, your backstory of with Here Within and knowing mm. that you had created this, not just to make apparel for, for nerds and geeks, because that had happened before you came along, but you really wanted it to have some kind of distinction, some quality to it. Um, what was your reasoning behind that? Well, you know, all of us and many of your listeners, we grew up nerds and geeks and um, we, you know, we're, um, you know, when we were younger, uh, and you know, me, I was like, I kind of referred back earlier. I was seen like I was on the outside. I was bullied. I was picked on. I was, you know, not, not, not really accepted and all that. And so we all sort of grow up with that, a little bit of that pain, you know, we always, that, that pain of, we know it's like to feel the rejection. We know what it feels like to not feel like that we're part of the in crowd. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, you know, as we've grown up, um, while we've changed, our passions have not like we've, we've kind of taken that into wherever we work, wherever we play, the people we date, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, 
I kind of felt like, wow, like while I've, while I've grown up and then more importantly, um, the, the sort of who was kind of seen as nerds and geeks when we were younger are really like the culture shapers of today. You know, the, they're the mm-hmm. content creators. They're the, they're the people that are making uh, the entrepreneurs, making technology, blazing the trail. Um, you know, the, they're the ones that I feel like are really setting the pace for, um, for, mm-hmm. for culture. And so, and so like while our status, I feel like has sort of changed, I don't think the clothing has changed quite enough to get up with that. And so it really bugged me um, that, because uh, I did marketing uh, for many years, that it really bugged me that like my nine to five clothes didn't match what I wore on the nights and weekends. You know, like right. when I was going to comic cons, when I was going to the comic book shops, doing gaming nights with my friends or whatever, that like I had two different sort of personalities. And so one of our values for here within is the idea of integration that like you're, you should be integrated into one whole person that you shouldn't have like your, your sort of day person, personality, and then your nights and weekends. And so we want to create a, a line of clothing that really allowed for that, that really allowed you to sort of bring your fandom to and represent wherever you are, work, play, or, you know, at home. And so, so, so we kind of launched with like, the idea of like blazers and peacoats and jackets. We have bomber jackets and really like the hoodie you're wearing. It's really more recent. Like we only brought our hoodies along here with this past year, but for the most part, they've been a little bit more nicer, a little more sophisticated, button down shirts, that sort of thing, sweaters. Right. And um, cause I really wanted to, I want, I wanted people to feel like that they could not just be excited about who they are, but proud of it. And that I feel like every one of us have a, a here within all of us that needs to come out. So we want to create a brand of clothing that reflected that. So, so you know, it, to me, it's more than just like a, a pile of clothes and, and a, a, a pound and a half of fabric. But for me, it's like, oh, let's take like the, the pain of feeling like that we were on the outside and let's bring it to the forefront and say, hey, I am proud of who I am. And I don't, I am representing what I love. And, um, you know, um, and I'm doing it in a way that makes me feel good about myself. Yeah, so that's yeah, kind of the, the reason why they come around. Yeah, that's no, awesome. I, mean, I, I wear this to work, and I get compliments at work too. So it's kind of <laughs> nice to wear this kind of stuff at work. Well, and it's cool. The I mean, like you like you said, your your blazers and stuff like that. It's it's just that subtle stitching of having the Batman logo on your back. You know, yeah. just that subtleness that keeps it super classy. And like you could, like you said, you could go into work and still. Yeah. Be proud of wearing something like that. It's really cool. I love yeah. what you've done. And that's the number one compliment we get is, is people saying, oh, I can wear this to work. Like we get that all yeah. the time. And then we get the other comments we get is, um, um, honey, I want to buy this for you because, <laughs> you know, a lot of the, a lot of the uh, spouses, girlfriends, partners want to dress up their, their man. Sure. Um, and then also, um, we get from the ladies we get the comment of it has pockets and so <laughs> you know a lot of a lot of women's clothing don't have pockets and so they are in insides of our jackets as well as our dresses all have pockets and um you know for us dudes we're kind of used to that but for, for for pretty much the entire existence of women's fashion has they did not huh. have pockets so um so yeah so i'm claiming that i discovered that w- women have like hands and they have <laughs> right uh, they have that they bones. carry things right they and carry style stuff, right <laughs> yes, and style of course yeah very well done um so 
on that note, did you want to say something to learn no. before I move on? No. Okay. So one thing I did see on, uh, I think it was on, uh, on Twitter that you were actually, um, donating face masks. Is that correct? Is that still something you are doing? Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, during the month of March when everything was really sort of blown up, um, we really kind of wanted to shift our focus towards supplying the PPE, the personal protection equipment, uh, to first responders. And so my factories overseas, uh, because they were up, you know, getting up and running, we had them shift from apparel manufacturing, supplying, um, you know, different PPE, uh, to us and so it's primarily face masks but it's also things like um the, the plastic face shields the um caps gloves that kind of things but we're mostly ordering face masks that's kind of the most needed requested thing and so right. um so we started um we started with a um a fundraising shirt called the stand together shirts and um it's a stand together at a social distance sort of uh supporting the what's going on right now and a portion of those proceeds were going towards the purchase of face masks. We also were also, we were also taking donations, great donations, and then we were also selling a chunk of our inventory off, and 100% of those proceeds were going to wow. um, the face masks as well. And so, so I did it on my social. I did like a um, kind of a general call for for those people who have friends or family members that are in the medical community that know that they're in need for them to contact us, and we'd love to send some donations. And so, so we were able to send face masks to let's see um minneapolis um oregon colorado um several hospitals here in california locally i want to make sure to support our our local hospitals here and and, um and yeah so we're continuing we're continuing to do that and uh we're we're grateful that um our factory overseas was able to shift gears and that we were able to you know play a a small part in helping you know first responders yeah that's awesome great it's a great cause and also not yeah. easy to do when you do your, your company itself isn't probably doing so well in this climate to, yeah, be, yeah. Hey, you know, what? You know it, it, it's, yeah, it certainly wasn't a, um, it's not a, you know, no, no one's making money off this. It really is right. like, we're just kind of taking it and, and making sure that we're covering our costs, getting it forward. Um, but I, I just truly felt like that if anyone has the means at all to help their fellow man, especially first responders, then it's sort of our sacred duty to to take that, and nice. and then everything else will will play out eventually. No, well done. Yeah, yeah very cool. That. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, especially the stand together shirt too. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, listeners, um, it's a really great design. I think yeah. it's a nice looking shirt. We only too. have like a few left, and so um, we're not sure yet if we'll do another run. But we literally only have like maybe four or five shirts left. They're almost all gone. I will say, the first time I saw it, I did kind of chuckle a little bit. The stand together at a social distance. I thought that <laughs> yeah. was pretty clever. I like that. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tricky because you, you, um, we've, I've seen some shirts out there that are, um, I, you know, like in this moment where people are vulnerable, you have to use good taste, common sense. And you certainly, and there's, we've had a few people that have accused us of, trying to capitalize off oh, of this pandemic. Gotcha. Um, and then we've had others accuse us of like not producing like real legitimate masks. Cause there's been, unfortunately the, um, the U S has been inundated with um, uh, a PPE that is not the standard and not FDA approved. And, and so uh, the uh, customs is having to, is really overwhelmed with having to, to, 
limit the amount of inadequate um, protective equipment that's coming into the U.S. Sure. And so, you know, a lot of people who are, not a lot, but, the, you know, we've had some naysayers about, you know, that we're frauds and all that sort of stuff, you know. And, okay. Um, so I understand. That's just part sure. of it. But, um, um, but you know, it's, it's, a, it's a delicate line between appropriate and distasteful. And, you know, we, we want to be a little, like, um, recognize what is happening, but at the same time, certainly not any disrespect for uh, what the, the victims of this virus as well as the first responders. And so, um, so yeah, so it's a real learning curve for all of us. Like I, I, when we, when we launched it, I'm like, I have no idea if like, this is going to even, people are going to care about this or they're going to like, they're going to burn it down or if they're going to love it, who knows? And so, um, but it seemed like it responded well and we went through a couple of runs of it and uh, uh, we may do it in the future. It just kind of depends on how things play out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Wow. <laughs> no, that was great. Yeah. Um, so do you, have you ever, something I've been thinking about just cause I, um, I really like your line of stuff. Has you ever thought about doing like a shoe brand or doing like a shoe line? Yeah, we've talked about that before. Shoes is definitely a tricky thing. If you've noticed, um, with, uh, many brands, they don't cross over from shoes to apparel. Apparel, the shoes is mm. very difficult product um to, to, it's it's very expensive to to, to r&d it as okay. well as um, a single a single um so, uh, style also has um so many different views or, or right. we call it stock keeping units and so there's like right. so many different sizes right and uh, so it, it's a little bit of an inventory uh nightmare and so unless you are a brand at the level like nike or adidas something like that who can sort of cover that scope it's a difficult thing to do. Now, not to say that we're, it's outside of our realm, and I'm certainly interested in that, um, but it might be a little early for us to sort of go that direction. Um, I love shoes. I, I would love to do it, and nothing would please me more. Um, and we've had, some, uh, we have, we've had some opportunities, and we've done some initial testing that uh, with some, like, somewhat, the, the results were a little bit too, like, um, I don't know, maybe... The quality wasn't quite there, it felt a little gotcha. cheap. And so if we do it, I want to make sure that it really is done right. Good. And um it's you know, it's it's tough, but um maybe someday. So. Interesting. It's interesting yeah. because like I was at Macy's and they had Levi shoes, and I'm like, when did Levi start making shoes? <laughs> yeah. And they were on clearance. For fifteen dollars, uh, like no one yeah. also knew that Levi's was making <laughs> shoes. I used and to own so a it pair is interesting for Levi's. apparel to jump in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, typically you are a big clothing brand first, and then you jump into shoes. That's mm-hmm. why you, that you, if you see that, it's only the recogni- name brand, the, the, the recognizable yeah. name brands that are doing that. It's just hard. It's really hard to do that to manage both those sides. I guess it's not a shoe in. Oh, Prague! Oh, <laughs> Especially because we're, we're taking want... a, we're taking yeah. it one step at a time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People like dress shoes. You know, more and more you see people wearing like sneakers as like, you know, fancy sneakers as dress shoes. Yeah. They're tired of the like business shoes. So yeah. to have a whole like pop culture hero identification with it. Right. Well, um, uh, uh, Kanye launched his line of slides during this academ- uh, the epidemic called um, Yeezys with a Y. Um, and they're kind of like, um, they're like slides. They look, they are interesting looking um 
but um, oh, I knowing that, up. like, yeah, <laughs> you gotta look them up. They're they're uh, they're, they're definitely interesting looking. Uh, they kind of look like uh, uh, orthopedic, like nurse shoes or something like that. Slides, <laughs> classy. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, but uh, but you know, he was uh, creating something that. People have probably have a high demand for right now because they're not wearing shoes. They're wearing oh, that is like, bizarre yeah. looking. <laughs> yeah, as he the, finds the, it. Oh, that is so bizarre yeah. looking. They almost look like Crocs, just sort of. Yeah, yeah. that's so bizarre. Croc sandals or something. They like look that. like Croc right. sandals that have, that were in the movie Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he's, but and I think they're selling for maybe like. 50 or 60s they're not crazy crazy expensive but you know he's probably selling yeah. a billion of them and right um and they're meeting a need because people aren't wearing necessarily a lot of shoes right now besides walking shoes or they need stuff to wear around the house and so so you know it's gonna anyway but to your point like this whole epidemic is gonna force us to have to think differently like the mm. you know um Bathrobes. Yeah, seriously. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah. Pajamas, bathrobes, sweatpants. Uh, sweatpants, yeah, all that sort of stuff. And so hmm. it, it wasn't within our original vision scope, but like, right. I guess, like, you know, high fashion or at least like more, you know, nicer apparel is just not going to be in demand for a while. So, yeah. So, you know, it's it, everyone has to innovate or they're going to die. Oh, so. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to jump back into the pop culture, uh, discussion um have you ever seen any of your products on like tv or movies or anything like that and ha- have they shown up like without you even knowing uh, i mean i see them in different media places i see them on social medias um i you know i don't recall if i've seen it um i mean I, definitely on youtube different youtube channels i, I see it appear all the time here okay. and there yeah um, um but not like you know, the Big uh, the Bang prob- Theory. Probably, yeah, I've not seen right. it on that okay. level of the show. I think the most right. I've seen it at what I, where I get the most excited is both the, um, the DC, which is now on their DC streaming service, but before their DC dailies and DC on, uh, online. They're like that whole uh, DC comic um, web show, as well as the, the Marvel web shows where they're, you know, interviewing talent and all that sort of, sort of stuff. Like I've seen them on both those, which is always kind of fun to see. Yeah, know, I've seen those guys. Where... Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, but, but it's anytime you see it out in a while, it's, it's really, you know, it's really great. I think the first time I saw a, uh, a Jack in the wild, it was a couple of years back when I was at a movie theater, someone's wearing, um, uh, uh, I, well, I can't, uh, what it was, Jeez. maybe it was a guardian's jacket, but, um, but yes, but seeing something in the wild for the very first time, you know, at a random place away from a comic con, cause we see right. them at cons all the time. But just seeing it was like in the wild, was, right? You should have yeah, walked just, up to that guy and said, "Hey, you're wearing my jacket." <laughs> yeah, it was it was mind blowing. So, yeah. well, and that's, <laughs> that's like yeah. what goes through your head. Like, I mean, yeah. for me, I would be like, "Oh my god, I want to walk up to him yeah. and say, yeah. you're wearing my apparel.'" Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, I, I I've had a, a handful of times people come up to me and say, "Hey, here within jacket, I like that." They don't know who I am. They just recognize the jacket right right, right. so that's always fun to, for, for that to happen so any anytime any sort of interaction like that i'm super humbled and super like um just thankful and grateful that that uh to have that moment. cool cool very cool yeah. Yeah. um and uh so with a business like this with an idea like this uh 
how do you go from having this idea to then kind of turning it into a business and turning it into something profitable? And <laughs> that's the key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The key. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the million dollar question. <laughs> um, I yes. Mean, we're taking I, notes I was, right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was, uh, I was fortunate for two things. Um, that before I was doing this, I was doing, and you know, you kind of referenced the, uh, the nerd food guys. Yeah. Um, I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was, uh, my personal website called crazy for comic-con where I blogged about comic-cons and comic adventure and geek culture. And that's where I got to know the nerd food guys, others, um, after, you know, a few years of, of blogging there, um, and, you know, having a, a small following I, my, when I first had my idea for here within, I announced it on that website and said, Hey, I'm and this is oh, 2015. Yeah. I'm taking this idea to Comic-Con and please like, if you see it, like tell me what you think and help me get the word out because I just want to see if this idea could, could actually, could it actually right. work. So I was very fortunate to have like, um, you know, a, a following, a small following of people that could just help me sort of craft, craft what it would become and then help launch it. Cause when we launched it finally in 2016 at San Diego, you know, we had like, uh, you know, I, there was a, enough people there to sort of help support it and get the word out for it. So that was, um, so that was a big thing is, is, um, it, you know, if you want to start a idea, a business, a company or anything like that, you don't need a million people. You just need like a thousand. Like you really just need, you know, a concentrated group of people who believe in what you believe in or are willing to support it in some way, whatever that looks like. And so, um, uh, so, you know, I think if it wasn't for the, com- again, the Comic-Con community and then the followers of my, my blog, there's no way I, you know, we could have got this off the ground, but it just was, again, just small group of dedicated people that just help it get it going. Um, and then the other part of it is there's a, uh, with apparel and anything that has to do with merchandise, you have to have deep technical knowledge of, you know, your, your product. So yeah. while my background is in design and marketing and communications, it's not so much in fashion. So, but I had a, a buddy of mine who um, uh, helped me basically a partnered with, um, he's, he had 20 years in the apparel industry. And so he just helped me dive into the deep end, held my hand through the whole process, everything from concept to samples and, uh, the, the technical development to the actual manufacturing. And then now you have to not only manufacture it one time, but you have to manufacture it a thousand times. And mm-hmm. then like, and then all the funding for that and how that works. And then the actual distribution and how do you sell it? Not only in person, but then online and all, you know, so, so someone that just helped me uh, to, to get to that point. So for anyone who's ever, who's ever interested in um, starting a business. I mean, fortunately, because of the internet, the whole world is a reach away. You can find somebody that has smarter and quicker and faster and knows more how to get something started to help you through that process. And so if I didn't have uh, him and others, yeah, there's, there's no way, there's no way. So I have no, um, I have no, um, uh, business being in this industry, <laughs> to be frank. <laughs> And I mean, I wake up every morning going, if people really find out who I am, they're going to think I'm a fraud. You know, they really are. You know, oh, you know we should stop of, the interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's the kind of that's the kind of crazy thoughts that entrepreneurs think. You know, they're just like, right. I'm just I'm I'm hustling and I am just um, 
I'm doing everything I can to fake it till you make it. And yeah. I'm just hoping that people don't realize I'm a big phony, you know, and, and, um, I'm grateful that, um, I, I do all jokes aside, I do deeply believe in what I'm doing and I'm, I'm glad that I'm so grateful that I gained a chance to do it. I hope that I can do it again in front of other people. Um, we do but, too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but the fact that, um, people, you know, they, it resonates with them. They seem to love it and they, they're constantly reaching out to us about, about it. Um, you know, I will, I can never say enough thanks to the people who not only just helped me launch it years ago, but who continues to sustain it today. I can't say thank you enough. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Now, I know that with this pandemic and everything happening, it's kind of hard. I, I wanted to kind of wrap it, the interview up with, you know, what do you feel is the future of Hero Within? Man, gosh, I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, um, it, it's hard to, even whenever shows get back, I mean, if you think about it, like, Mm. Um, it, on the most optimistic um, projection, you know, maybe this summer, like things will open back up and people will start traveling again. Who knows? I mean, our our next show that's on the books is uh, Fan Expo Dallas, oh, which nice. is in June. June. Um, but June June seems so early still. You know, oh my and, goodness, and yeah, after that, yeah, we had um, San Diego, of course, canceled in July, but then Emerald City is in August. So imagine even with, when either june or august even if those shows open like people are still going to be paranoid and they probably right. you know they're, they're not going to go and even if they go many of them have lost their jobs or have have their savings have been dwindled away right. and like they're probably spending and um so even if things open up i don't think the culture of sort of buying and spending is going to be the the same and so i'm worried that Things may open back up, but it may not return back to any sort of resemblance of normalcy until <laughs> maybe like a year, 18 months, two years right, from now, yeah. maybe. So for Here Within, um, we have to figure out what to do next. I mean, um, there's been a lot of, we're, we're participating in like a, a virtual pop expo, which is a, a virtual Comic-Con that's um, May 9th and the 10th, so it's in a couple weeks Oh, from that's now. right. Yeah, I heard about yeah. that. Mango's so, um, about it. Yeah, so... Um, you know, if you Google search uh, virtual, virtual uh, pop expo, I think it's virtualpopexpo.com. But, um, you know, it's still yet to be seen if can virtual shows scratch the surface of anything near what the experience that a, a con has. So uh, if we don't, if we can't find a place to sell in front of people and to grow, continually grow our audience, because our current fan base can only buy so much of our stuff, right? So if we can't... Right. If we can't get more people introduced to us, um, and at the same time, people just don't have the funds to, you know, to buy clothes right now. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a long road, you know, yeah. and, um, but I'm an optimistic person and I always feel like that, um, you know, that the best is yet to come. And as a result of all this, that there's something on the other side that's going to be <clears throat> even more better, more beautiful than before. But nice. I... But, but realistically speaking, it's going to be, it'll be tough to get there. And so, like I said, we may have to try new products and try new things um, and market ourselves in a new way and all that. But, uh, but, you know, we're preparing to sort of like tighten the belt and um, uh, <laughs> just basically go back to the drawing board of who we are to become. Nice. So. Very cool. Well, where can people find you and your company online so they can hopefully buy some stuff from you? 
Yeah, you can Google just Hero Within, and then everything will pop up. And our website is HeroWithinStore.com, and you, okay. on social and um, Instagram and Facebook is Here Within and uh, MySpace. You can always look at some, find some MySpace. Nice, nice. Right? MySpace. That's, the, that's the key is the, the to win in 2020 is bring back MySpace. That's yes. gonna, that is going to change the game five. for us. To change yes. the game for us. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you can find us all there. I I. I I hate to jump back just a little bit. Uh, do you keep yeah. up with um, uh, uh, Crazy for Comic-Con at all? Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, I have a, oh, nice. uh, a team uh, uh, that are um, uh, riding on the side. I still do a little bit as well. Um, but, uh, you know, we're not doing as much of the... The original intent of, for, of Crazy for Comic-Con was helping the first-time Comic-Con attendee. Right. And yeah, now, there's, honestly, there's... I mean, we, I started in 2000... Um, 10 and so you know 10 years ago so there's now so much resources out there for attendees that um you know there just isn't as much of a need for for me so now it's just more of a our community and people cool. who are connected to, yeah. to me you know kind of thing but um oh by the way i want to mention that um you know we mentioned the stand together shirts mm-hmm. um on our website uh, because everyone's stuck at home we, we're offering free shipping with the code stand together so for anyone who wants to purchase with free shipping, then just you stand together and that'll get to them. Very cool. We could put that in our tweet yeah. whenever we tweet this out, I'm sure too. Yes, yeah, that'd please be, do. I mean, awesome. whatever we can do to help you is, you know, Thank absolutely. You. We want to, we want, we want you to stay afloat as long as possible yeah. because we love your yeah, products. Yeah. Well, thank you. And you know, the, again, like, um, I'm a, I'm a geek nerd and comic <laughs> fan at heart. And, I'll be going to cons and be at the comic book shops, God, you know, Lord willing, um, for the rest of my life. And so, um, I, you know, I, our company was birthed and launched and grew through the, the Comic-Con community. And so, um, you know, I, I'm grateful for all the support that people like you and, uh, you know, the fan base have been able to provide. So thank you again so much. Very cool, man. Very cool. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you very yeah. much for coming on. Hey, and uh, if you like what you're listening to, check us out over on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Secondary Heroes on all those channels for fun pop culture news, episode drops, secondary interactions with you, our guests. And if you haven't already, please rate and review our podcast over on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all those. We, we're on all of them. And hey, do you have any questions for My us? Space. You know, don't... Don't be shy. Ask away. We would love to start answering your questions because you know what? All of this is free for you and priceless to us. Yeah. So thanks again, and Tony, then, for being on. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, just one kind of a positive note to end on. Do you have like a favorite thing that you've created? Oh, your favorite thing? Huh? Um, man, that's like asking my favorite child. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like a favorite kid. <laughs> But let's be let's hey let's be honest i i, I do have a favorite child, just, uh, <laughs> oh um uh probably the one that i love the most is the the wonder woman denim jacket we have a men's oh, yeah. version and a women's version um and i love denim, denim jackets because they're so time timeless and classic but when we first launched that back in uh 2017 there was um you know people were excited about but there's also like some weirdness around it too like Hmm. dudes who thought that oh like why why is there a wonder woman jacket for guys like that seems like 
you know, that seems kind of weird. And unfortunately, there were some like homophobic responses to it and all that. I remember so, all this controversy. I, re- yeah, I was yeah. keeping up so, with it because it was crazy to me to think yeah. that people are honestly that just so bl- their blinders are on. Yeah. It's so dumb, but sorry. Continue. Yeah, it seems yeah. like it changed. Yeah, so things have changed quite yeah. a bit. Just in sort of because when we launched our Captain Marvel jacket, there was none of that. So uh, it's really neat to see how, like, you know, in some tiny, minute way that we kind of help push the needle of change along when it comes to what people think, how they represent. So here, there's Wonder Woman, a hero just for girls, or is she for everybody, you know? And so it's really cool that our clothing can kind of be uh, part of the conversation. So that's probably the one that I, like, really, when I think of, like, stick out, stick, sticks out of my mind. Nice. Awesome. Well, to everyone listening, we hope you enjoyed and we'll talk to you next time. All right, Mark out. All right, thanks, bye. What Michael Jordan is doing with his The Last Dance paycheck, that is your clickbait of the week.